0: You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome to the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You're joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I'm Jeff Harmon, the host for this episode and joining me is Dima Sitnik, the co-founder and CTO of Skyloom. Welcome to the show, Dima.
1: Hi, Jeff. Uh, thank you for inviting me to your show. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, we're, I'm I'm really excited to be able to talk about about Luminar, uh, especially Luminar Four. It's coming out just really shortly. We're gonna, we're going to get into that. Before we do that, though. And we talk about Luminar and the the AI goodies that are coming in the new software this fall. Why don't you take just a couple minutes here and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with Skyloom?
1: Oh, actually, it's a long story. Uh, Basically, uh, I and my friend Paul uh, created a new company uh, called MacFun roughly about 10 years ago. And we started uh, with the small apps for iPhone, actually. And uh, they was quite popular. So, actually, we started to grow and uh, moved for more high-quality image processing because the photography was, was one of my, actually, passions. And because I had a background uh, in a game development industry, so I was um, highly... Uh, uh, deeply integrated with the guys who work it with the 2d engines, special effects for games. So I got a, I got a great connection. So we build a great team and, uh, we eager to challenge ourselves with the new technologies for image processing. And we actually moved from uh, mobile apps to the desktop because on the desktop, it's like working with raw, raw data and high quality processing was always something that makes me excited. And uh, we started to grow uh, in this direction. And once we uh, get a version for Windows, so we changed name from MacFan to Skylum because MacFan was name designed for small company uh, which was oriented to create small games uh, as originally was actually, uh, was my idea to build the small games for iPhone. So MacFan was suitable name. In this case and we changed name for Skylum because we wanted to be more, um, more professional oriented and uh, independent from any kind of uh, platform and actually it's a tip for everybody in the future if you want to build a big and strong company please do not include part of the name of other company into your brand name. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: good lesson to learn there huh <laughs> yeah all right so um that's great i think thank you for that introduction there it's, it's fascinating to me about how much uh engineering plays a role in photography today it's uh it's amazing I, I think a huge portion of the audience or at least the people we we interact with in our facebook community for the podcast have a an engineering background of some kind there's a lot of engineering folks that get into photography and then it really enjoy the software side of it. They enjoy post-processing. They enjoy the tools that we have to enhance and adjust our images now. And Luminar is one of those those big pieces of the puzzle that is available to those kinds of photographers today. Why don't you t- it, tell me a little bit about Luminar, especially for people who may not be fully aware of what Luminar is and, and how they can... like use it uh, in connection with Lightroom and Photoshop, or how it f- can fit into that, that ecosystem for photographers doing post-processing.
1: Uh, okay, great. So basically Luminar is like a, a different kind of uh, software from uh, Lightroom and Photoshop, because uh, our idea is to build the new software based on latest and powerful technologies to change how people actually edit photo. We call we call our approach, uh, content aware image editing. So uh, instead of using uh, like classical sliders like blacks, whites, curves, and like you name it, uh, we, you actually should be focused on the object on your image and enhance them like okay here we have a face let's enhance face okay here we have a sky let's change or improve sky okay here we have like mountains let them let them be more dramatic so we call our approach is content aware image editing and uh i think it's a next uh, next generation of the image editing and uh, in like i think it's in next 15 years uh most of software that you will use for image editing will work this way and uh actually it's great because technology should solve problems not create them (laughs) right and uh sometimes engineering guys are really uh forget about this and the good thing about us actually because we are passionate uh uh, about photography there is a deep connection between engineers and and the people who really know what like photographers need but we don't want to like copy someone or like, it's it's just uh, stupid things. We want to reinvent how people edit photos. And most of the technologies that right now is in Luminar 4 actually was in development for last like two and a half years at least. And uh, most of the thing that we're working on right now, these days will be released like in next two years. So there are much more exciting things and the things like face enhancement and the sky replacements is just the beginning. And we will bring much more features like this. And uh, most of the tools that presented right now in Luminar will be uh, with the, uh, powered by actually AI. And the difference between tools right now in Luminar with the AI name and classic one is uh, because AI... Tools are like smart. They look at the image and they process image actually uh, based on the, they got got the result based on the image content. So, but uh, tools without AI, they like stupid, like if it's like exposure, if you increase exposure, it will work the same independent of. What kind of problem your image have? like if it's dark or if bright, it always increase your exposure. But tools with name AI, it's not marketing thing actually. it it's real thing. <laughs> right. uh, uh, tools with AI will work differently on each image. you you, you can say like it will work the same. no, it it, it like you know if you like hire a higher torture and tell them uh, edit your the images, it will do. Every time on each image, different thing because it, it's an image and and do some kind of adjustment based on the original image. So that's it. And in the future, most of the or uh, tools that presented in Luminar will be powered by AI. And I strongly believe that that's the future of image editing.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and uh, it's exciting, you know, because, yeah. you know. We we we're not trying to actually uh restrict creativity. No. We want to take out boring stuff. Final <laughs> decision. Yeah. Final decision about what kind of tools do to you use, uh and actually what kind of result photo artists want to achieve. It's actually not our part. It's 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 like we wanna help you to realize your imagination about photography and make it as easy as possible and as fun as possible.
0: For sure. Yeah, you know, I, so I, I've had some experience with Luminar 3. I've used that a, a little bit and, and have had some fun with it. And there's definitely some AI features that are even in that that we're going to talk about in a second. But what about just explaining briefly how the software, how you can actually use the software. You can use it either as a standalone raw processor or even JPEGs, you can bring JPEGs into, but it does have a raw processor in it. So in place of Lightroom or Photoshop, you can just use Luminar, but you can also incorporate Luminar in into the Lightroom uh, Photoshop kind of ecosystem and workflow. You can choose to work either way. Isn't, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely right. At the moment, we focused uh, not just uh, on the guys who want to use standalone, but to bring for every photographer... Uh, new abilities, we want to give them superpowers to achieve awesome results much quicker and they can play, can play around with these tools no matter how they use as a plugin for Lightroom or as a plugin for Photoshop, because I fully appreciate that there is a lot of people who use Lightroom as as base library for years and Lightroom actually is a great piece of software. It's very fast and uh, actually standard for the photo processing. And we want to extend the uh, abilities of the users who use Lightroom at the moment. So actually, it's 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 great uh, addition to their abilities. But uh, we don't forget about our library users, and we're going to improve this and bring more new AI power technologies, just like library oriented. But next year,
0: right, right, okay, so perfect. Yeah, that's that's uh it's a good point, and and I think if photographers are used to using. Uh, Lightroom to Photoshop to go and enhance their images, especially if it's, even if it's a user that has uh more, spends more time or most of their time in Lightroom, and they just go into Photoshop to accomplish a few things that you, you can't really get done inside of Lightroom, you could think of Luminar in exactly that same kind of way. You You change some of the basic things in Lightroom that you want to adjust your photos. But then if you want to apply some of this really fantastic power that we're going to talk about in more detail here in just a moment that's available in Luminar. You can do that pretty easily. You round trip from Lightroom into Luminar, make your adjustments there using some of the very creative and powerful tools that are a little easier to use than Photoshop. Well, a lot easier to use than in Photoshop, and then come back into to, to Lightroom at the end if, if you want, or you can use Luminar alone, like we've talked about. There, it, it totally works standalone too. But a, a lot of our users, like you, you'd mentioned. Uh, Dima, are Lightroom users. A whole bunch of the people listening to this show are Lightroom users. We talk about Lightroom a lot because that is the the vast majority of the audience uses Lightroom. So I wanted to make sure to point out two people who have never tried Luminar. I, I'd imagine most of the listeners have heard of Luminar before, but they hadn't investigated it very far uh, because their needs are being met currently with Lightroom and uh some of them occasional trips into photoshop so let's step into now talking about the ai features cuz this is really the thing that sets luminar apart to me it's a it's a really interesting thing and and like you'd said ai has kind of become a marketing term <laughs> of sorts in the photography world and and everywhere it's it's like a buzzword now in the industry in in a lot of industries today where everyone wants to be able to say AI is playing a part in whatever product they're offering, an online service that they're offering. And uh some some AI features have come to things like even Photoshop. There's a little bit of AI kinds of stuff in there, but but Luminar has it has taken it to a, a whole different level in my mind. Like like you'd mentioned, it's not just a marketing term. When you take an image into Luminar, um the effects of the the filters and and tools and the things that are there are AI-driven. And it it doesn't have exactly the same effect from photo to photo because the pixels of your photos are not exactly the same from photo to photo. So it it changes. So let's talk about um, the features in Luminar 3 first. And then I want to touch on or, or talk about what's coming in Luminar 4 and how the AI features are ramped up there. So let, let's talk about the the three main AI features that I, I know are in Luminar 3 and give everyone kind of some understanding about what's going on there. And uh, to start off with, though, can you just talk about you mentioned you, you had like a, a gaming development background and and that's maybe how you came in in contact with developing AI-based solutions. How is it that AI-based solutions are being developed in Luminar right now?
1: Oh, so thank you for this great question. Actually, for us, uh, it was kind of pivot for the software because before it was focused on the great experience for photographers so they can achieve results in a more easy way and faster. And basically, at that time, uh, I realized that actually a lot of different kind of software actually stuck on the same level. And everybody tries to, like, repackage the same technologies in a different nice UI. You, you know, there's, a, like, a, another software, like polar it's great software, but, like, uh, an other kind of software for mobile, they use the same sliders, but in a different kind of UI. So I thinking like where we can go next, because it's like very boring and nothing differentiate you from other software. Just UI, it's, it's nothing actually. It's, it's, it's just a new standard. So I'm trying to think in wider and came up with the new ideas how we can enhance photos in a smart way. And right now we're on a track uh, to be completely AI-deriving software so you can use it as your like personal assistant or friend and your image editing to achieve great result or enhance them automatically, or uh, or or get some kind of effects that you never be able to create by yourself uh, or unless you spend like uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours learning to use any kind of other software. And for, and for us, it's not just the buzzword. I know sometimes there is a, some kind of joke uh like if you want to raise uh, investment money faster, just put a i word in your startup for, name
0: for sure that, yeah. will
1: help. <laughs> that, that 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 will help you double your valuation. <laughs> right right but uh but for us you know uh for us a i is a real thing actually, and as I said before, fifth filters uh with a i word will work differently on each image, and you can say like the you, you, you can just copy the same results absolutely to another image on time, so I can like decide in my own way, own way how it will work. And actually we will gonna scale this, so we're gonna make it uh, smarter and smarter. And Luminar 4, uh, lunar 3, excuse me, uh, it was just the very beginning actually. We have, there is a uh, first uh, technology that we have, like uh, we call it Accent AI. It's uh, automated image enhancement so actually uh it analyzes the shadows highlights contrast and fix problem of the image uh automatically so amount slider is just to say when when to stop actually because somebody wants to have more like more hdr style looks someone to be very subtle in adjustments so Actually, it's like your taste slider. You can taste. You can decide what what kind of result want, what do you want to have. But basically, uh, this very smart technology it doesn't apply actually same adjustments to whole image. No, it do segmentation and apply different kind of adjustments for different kind of objects. That, that that's why we called AI. Second technology that we have in Luminar 3 actually is a AI sky enhancement. So this, this technology was focused to enhance only sky because it was one of the most popular problems for photographers, why they use like gradient tools to darken upper, uh, darken upper part of the image. And actually sky in most cases is one of the actually biggest part of the photos in landscape or even in, in outdoor photography. So enhancing this in a very natural way was one of our goals. And we achieved, uh, uh, get this result with the AI sky and, and Enhancer and the uh, Luminar 3. Uh, and there is, was some technologies based on AI, but like under the hood, like on image import and etc. cetera. But uh, as a sliders for, for 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 a photographer, there was like these two technologies. With Luminar 3, four, excuse me, <laughs> uh, we, we got completely are a new set of the tools old one will, will stay but we introduced AI sky replacement which is not just the sky replacement actually it's much more it's completely new scene with the ice sky replacement you can uh, create like you can convert daylight photo into, into night photography with the stars you can create rainy day you can create Sunlight Day from Rainy Day, and there is a lot of different applications of this tool. It works perfectly with the the portrait, it works in different cases, and uh, it's just the beginning. And we introduced uh, two more technologies for portrait editing, like a portrait enhancer and skin enhancer. That's really uh, great technologies. So they actually can help you to solve a lot of time while they're touching portraits. So I know a lot of people just actually spend their time enhancing the portraits, but basically, it's actually just boring process. So we want to take out this boring part of the photographer's workflows and make them much more happier and get high quality results faster. Uh, By the way, I, I just forgot to mention, we're actually working with the professional photographers very closely and uh, trying to learn from them how they actually get their results and what they actually want to achieve as a high quality result. So we're showing them results, what we can do with the eye, and they tell us, okay, that's not that good. We're trying to deeply understand what kind of standard do they have for them because it's very huge difference from actually creating some filter for mobile phones because there's a, still some filters like for face enhancement but the quality is not there. We, we spend a lot of time and we see that if you want to create high quality skin retouch, it's much more complex uh, problem and the solution is much more uh, hard to implement than just to create something which just blur your face and you're okay with small Instagram images. No, we focused on the high quality image touch, very close to the real one that professionals will do with your uh, portrait. And uh, high quality result, powerful, by, powered by eyes, one of our main main goals, actually. But uh, in, in the future, we will not just create model of this to want to completely even change how you will interact with the software, but it's just early prototypes that we have right now. But in future, I can make you confident that we will significantly improve not just the technology, but the way how you will interact with the software.
0: Excellent. Okay, I'm going to ask more questions about some of these features in a second. But tell me, so a, a lot of a when when other products say AI is involved, the majority of the time today here in 2019 they are sending data off to the cloud like it's leaving your computer and going to the cloud or you're leaving your phone and going to the cloud a lot of ai technologies are built that way because of the processing needs especially in the case of mobile uh for for a large part of it but that that isn't how it's working here with luminar it's all staying local on your computer as the ai is being used isn't that right
1: well yeah absolutely right uh it stays in your computer because actually we're not such a big company right. and we can pay <laughs> a lot of money for uh, cloud processing. But actually it's a great thing because uh, you can be confident that all your data will be stored locally and the, it will work even offline in most cases. Uh, as a negative side, it can be slower than using the classic filters and it will be slower. Sure. But in sure. general, you save much more money and time when you just like can say, okay, I want to synchronize this adjustment with a lot of different images, but because it's AI-powered technologies, it will retouch and enhance image every time individually. And you can go and drink coffee, talk with <laughs> friends, watching TV, I have no idea. But at the end of the process, you get the higher quality results, much higher quality. And and this way, we uh, with very unique kind of software, so uh, because uh, our technology is a little bit unique and we will gonna bring much more different things there. So it's like result oriented But again, maybe in the future, we will like provide for high volume uh, customers, uh, maybe small businesses solution that they can process them instantly right. in cloud. But it's local luminar. Right now, we have an independent solution for for the B two B. But maybe we will we will join them for high volume image processing later on.
0: Okay. Well, I, I think it's a great feature to just to to know that it's just staying on your computer and it's just using the resources, the hardware resources on your computer to be able to do that. Uh, speaking of the hardware resources, it's it's one of the things that a lot of listeners listen to this podcast for and, and my other podcast called Photo Taco where we talk about like very technical kinds of things, what kinds of resources does Luminar take advantage of on a computer? Is it is it processor is like the main thing or does video card really matter? And is it being used for the AI? What, what is like the, the biggest thing that photographers are going to want to make sure they have in a computer so that Luminar will run the best?
1: Uh, to be honest, I'd like to say the performance, one of our major priorities for the next few months because we appreciate that we can run much faster, and the performance actually is not the best, and we will improve it significantly. But at the moment, there is a two key thing that really essential for Luminar: first is the CPU, and second one is a, a amount of memory because mm-hmm. we use a narrow networks with the uh, with the high amount of data because work with the raw data we have a lot of caches. Like it's a high resolution image, and AI should recognize. All small parts of the image in in very accurate way, and we need a lot of caches to make it faster and make it more precise. So like it's not oh, while you when you open one raw image, we, we we hold in the memory at least like two or three more data, unpacked data to work with the eye, to pre-cache or like uh, technologies because we want to make them. Uh, high quality and it like requires some memory but again it's like you can actually be sure that all data works on your local machine and you can like be be confident that like nobody will see your photos because right now I know there's a lot of issues with privacy when like uh, some companies process your own data without telling you in the cloud no that's all local but the price that you have to pay is like faster CPU and 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 a, and a, a higher amount of memory. Uh, speaking about the GPU, at the moment, because we was actually uh, focused on make it as, as wider uh, available as possible, and GPU sometimes is not that stable, we was uh, focused on making, uh, most of the time, image processing on the CPU. But for us in future, GPU is one of the greatest uh, possibilities to improve uh processing time because at the moment just maybe 15 or 20 percent of uh or tools really using gpu most of them is not and it's a great uh opportunity for us to make luminar much faster and we and i completely appreciate that like this time uh it's not that good when you don't use uh gpu in a, a very uh aggressively but actually uh, our main goals for us was like the new technologies and uh with the next few months we will improve performance and uh make it even faster but in general thanks to AI you can achieve results in general faster than then using just old technologies on a GPU. With the new technology even on CPU you got results still faster.
0: Perfect. Yeah so it's similar to a lot of other software today where especially with the uh with photo processing the the use of gpu um i think everyone realizes that's an important aspect something they need to tap into because there's so much power available there there's a lot of processing capability but like you'd mentioned it's not trivial to figure out how to use it compared to the processor that's that's just an easier place to go uh, to be able to get that, so I, I appreciate that that's something that you're looking into, and and stability is is the bigger factor. If if something's not going to work, that's the that people won't use it. So so stability and and making sure you have a a quality uh, product that's gonna gonna even if it's slower, at least it's going to work re- reliably is a is a pretty critical factor, and and it's it's a okay. kind of a tough nut to crack to get the GPU involved.
1: Yeah, sure. For us, the uh, quality of the product one of the highest priorities at the moment, and uh, we will focus at least the teams inside our company to make Luminar stable and, as possible, more reliable. But in most cases, instability uh, happens on uh, Windows machines, and there are sometimes some problems with drivers or sure. some kind of strange uh, configurations. But I completely appreciate that it's over, job to be done to make it as stable as possible i'm not gonna blame anyone (laughs) and uh, i i I appreciate that like we was working this area but we will go in there and uh, i hope our customers will be happy with the results very soon
0: Excellent. Okay, so how about training the AI? You, you mentioned that you've, you're working with professional photographers and maybe have analyzed how it is they do the editing, especially like the AI features that we're going to talk about, how it is they approached those types of edits. Is that the information that you, you took in in order to teach the AI how to do the processing? Or, or was it uh, uh, thousands and thousands of images throwing it at the AI in the neural network so that it learned. How, how did you train the AI?
1: Actually, that's not a big secret. Uh, working with the different photographers and uh, uh, trying to get their original images raw files or JPEGs and we use them to train AI to see what kind of results it should actually produce, we got the before and after results from the photo sessions, for example, we get results for like uh, very uh, ordinary photographers who just like trail photographers, but they unfamous, but they closer to the real uh, people who really use uh, our software. And we, uh, they help us to, to train AI. They help us to see actually what kind of results they want to achieve uh, what kind of results actually they was uh, satisfied and what kind of flood they, they don't like and there's a uh, uh, some third party outsourcing companies that actually involved into the uh data set uh, marking so we got the segmentation data sets and uh, we use with these companies nor user data used for the AI training, only user data that we got from photographers with whom we have some kind of agreement, they paid for this. So we buy uh, some data on photo stocks, we work with the photographers, Uh, people do segmentation, people do image retouching to show AI how it should be actually. And it's when I say AI, it's not just because result actually just made by AI. Actually, result is made by AI, but it's refined with the different uh, types of algorithms to get a high quality result in a high resolution. So basically it's, it's, it's a lot of technologies involved there. And we have a, like a huge servers in our office. And it's like we spend hours and hours and days and weeks to train them and retrain once we don't happy or uh, up train like uh, improve Technologies, if we want to improve quality, so basically AI engineers and the people who actually work with the our partners with these data sets, we uh, work together and uh, they train. And once we got the final training networks, we use them into the our software and send this version to the people who actually involved in development. So photographers, they take a look. And they send in us suggestions, and we sit and see, like, okay, what we can improve. Is this uh, acceptable level of uh, errors or lower quality? What what kind of uh, improvements we can do here? And once we see that, like, we, we break like 95% uh, quality uh, barrier, like we get most of the four photos are high quality that was improved by professional photographers. Then we actually set the flag that we're ready to ship this feature on deliver to the like release, for example, and we collect these features and, and incorporate into the final result. But still, even after the uh, feature is shipped into the like beta version, we do improvements and we listen for, for our customers and uh, trying to improve quality. And we ask some, sometimes some people to send their sample images but they're not happy with the results so we can improve quality of our AI models. Excellent. Okay. That makes sense. Um, okay, you, you talked a little about the
0: Accent AI filter that's in Luminar 3 and, and the, uh, the AI Sky Enhancer filter in Luminar 3. How about the Sunrays filter in Luminar 3? Is that one that you would say is an AI filter?
1: Uh, not really, because actually it's very smart technology, but Sunrise filter actually use your real image and it actually doesn't have nothing with the neural networks there. Okay. It's okay. very smart, but uh, it all depends on your real objects on your screen and use actually luminosity mask to create this effect. So it's nice effect, and but it's not AI. And again, I, 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 I deeply against like evaluating higher filters with AI because of fancy words. I evaluate filters by their like uh, results. Uh-huh. So if you're happy with result, no man doesn't mean what, is it AI or not AI actually? Uh, as I said before, AI is just the sign that this filter will revolve differently on each image. And sometimes or non AI filters, even more complex than AI ones. So that's.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, so um, I, I want to get into the newer fil- the newer effects and tools, uh, AI-based tools in Luminar Four. But before we do that, is there other are there other changes besides the AI pieces in the software between Luminar Three and Luminar Four that you'd like our listeners to know about?
1: Oh, to be honest, there's a lot of different uh, improvements we made for Luminar Four. Actually, we completely redesigned. Uh, edit panel. So we made it uh, because we learned very much from our customers how they use or what they like or do not. The fonts are bigger. The sliders are more easier to actually move. And with our in, with our interface, actually we move in further with the, for the new AI filters to be added. And we'll make it very simple, much simpler than the old one, because I strongly believe that, like, AI technologies should not be very complex. It should produce results in different cases automatically. And if there is some kind of result that you're not happy with, then we can uh, train our networks more on the bad cases and make it work perfect in every single case. And I'm, like, uh, against having too much different sliders to fix problems of AI. So we're working on this and we will improve, improve, and improve or the existing technologies. And I think the simplicity doesn't mean low quality. Simplicity means that you can achieve awesome results. Thank you. Thanks to new technologies that are available right now and which, and which was invented actually last decade, like 10 years, because AI yeah, was not existing 20 years ago, for example. It it, it, it was narrow networks, but they were so childish. Uh, but right now, new technologies uh, is a new abilities for the photographers and for the artists to achieve awesome results in very easy way, in high quality. And actually, that's what we want to uh, do. it. We want to create software, which is very simple can produce high quality results and can save you a lot of time and be fun to use. One of our priorities not just to bring AI technologies. We want to make software fun to use and uh, it's one of the key things to achieve next year. I set the bar for our like engineering departments and product designers. We want to make our software very fun to use because I think future is not for boring software.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's that's absolutely true. I, I love it. Uh, I love the goal like, that you just stated there with the software, that what you want to do is make it so that, that photographers can accomplish what today are pretty challenging kinds of post-processing procedures and make it much simpler to use. Um, I, we talked, even though the sunrays filter wasn't an AI based filter, you mentioned that it incorporates luminosity masking into how it processes the, the pixels. And just for listeners who who don't aren't familiar with it, um, just to catch up, it's one of my favorite things from Luminar Three is that sunrays filter. And what's really cool is you can you you get a little dot on the screen when you're using it. That becomes like the center of the, the the light source, the sun, the center of the sun. And you can position it wherever you like in the image. And as you're moving it around, it's showing you how the light rays would look different depending on where that light source should be coming from on the photo. So you can take a photo that had no sun rays at all. You can move the center of the sun around, and it does a fantastic job of being able to really make it look like the sun was there and producing light rays. Or maybe if you had a photo that the sun was there, but it didn't produce the light rays that you want. Now you can use this filter to add the rays. So it'll be there. Again, not an AI based filter, um, at least not using like the neural network technology to produce the effect as, as was just explained, but it's a very cool feature. And one that's super simple to use where you can accomplish the same thing manually. You can take a photo into Photoshop. You can use luminosity masking and layer masking and it get, get the same effect. And um, what, what Skylum has done here with Luminar 3 was made it so that that's super accessible, so easy to use for photographers that don't know how to go into Photoshop and use luminosity masking and layer masking to accomplish the effect. So. That's really cool, and I love that that's kind of the focus of what you want to make sure happens with, with Luminar, making what are complicated sorts of edits something that is far easier for the average photographer to use. And it was certainly the case with what was there in 3, but now it's being stepped up a lot in 4. So let's talk about those features in Luminar 4. We have, was it, four features here, four AI-based tools that are there in Luminar Four. Let's walk through those and and tell me a little bit about how it works. What photographers can do with each one of these. I want to. Let's start with AI Skin Enhancer. What? How does this work?
1: So basically, you know, uh, <clears throat> let me maybe tell you about how we design features. Okay. Because that, that's really important. Like uh, actually, some photographers and users say like, okay, some time ago, they say like. Uh, Luminar lacks of the like essential tools that other softwares had. Uh, and they said, that, for example, Luminar doesn't have any smart brush. We don't have it. And still don't have actually. And I started to ask, okay, people want to have smart brush. And why do you need the smart brush? And they say, like, okay, we need, uh, we want to change the skies. Okay, so basically, what I think, you don't need a smart brush. You want to have a simpler way to change skies and what we did we did a sky replacement the new technology like it's like a story about horse and a car that james ford told in the beginning of the century if i asked people what they want they said faster horse but i brought them car the <laughs> right. same way we, we try and think too and actually still there is a sum of technologies that exist in some kind of other software. But we don't have we don't have them for a reason. We don't want to stay on the same level. We are in the process of creating completely new technologies that will change your workflow. And once we imp- implement them, you'll love it and you'll use it in a completely different way. Yeah, it takes much more time, but we very little care about any kind of competition. We only care about users' workflow and how we can benefit them. That's our goals. And the same was with all technologies that actually was implemented in Luminar 4. So skin enhancement is is very cool technology uh, because people spend a lot of time using like frequency separation and different kinds of other software like Affinity. And they like uh, trying to touch their skin. So we're trying to simplify this. And we don't like when in some kind of other software you can like have to pick like face and then enhance. No, we made it full of thematical. Yeah, it detects uh, skin on whole image independent from race or gender, or like it, it detects human, detects human skin. And then with a simple slider, you just can enhance uh, skin. And the great thing about this, it's a high quality and it keeps all your pores there and like hair and everything that is not skin is preserved and only skin it actually enhanced, and the quality. We work with the professional retouchers the and they was really impressed with results. One 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 issue that we have right now, actually, to be honest, is uh, sometimes some photographers may, may find it a little bit blurry when result is in fit to screen. But once they zoom in 100%, they will love res- They love result. They they say, "Oh, that's that's the high quality," because you know, fit to screen image. Is not fully reflecting what you get in the final result. So we got this new technology, and thanks to this technology, it's actually completely changed how you retouch the skin.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, so so AI Skin Enhancer, just to simplify it a lot, is like doing fre- frequency separation. Is that, is that fair to say?
1: It's frequency separation, but it's smarter, actually, because we know facial features... We can detect uh, skin on whole body, like you know. Sometimes you have some photos of your friends on the beach, for example, or like on the, in the pool, or whatever. It it does not just enhance face because some 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 software just face focused. And when they say like face enhancement, skin enhancement, they only enhance skin and face. But basically, it will make image look not consist. The, your it may it will make face not consistent with the other parts of the body if there is a, some kind of skin. So this uh, technology is very smart. You don't have to use any brush nor masks. You just enhance uh, the skin uh, with the mount slider to achieve that, that quality of the result that you uh, wanna have. Some of the people want to have more attached skin. Some of them said, oh, that's not real. Let's dial down, but it's up to you. It's like more taste thing.
0: Right. And, and uh, second, Oh, excuse me. How about portrait enhancer? Then, what's how, how does that one work?
1: Uh, a portrait enhancement actually is a set of adjustments that actually are oriented to enhance and retouch face. This technology is actually we learned from professional retouchers what kind of adjustment do they apply uh, or for the when they retouch faces what kind of results they appreciate that is a high quality what kind of uh, actually liquefy modification did to improve it on what they spend most of the time and we made them uh, like uh, into or portrait enhancer and it's super easy with a few clicks uh, with a few sliders achieve like high quality professional results yeah you was not able to create some kind of crazy barbie style portrait but this is a high quality We're like people will can taste uh, can, can improve their taste with the sliders because all all the strangers of the sliders are was very precisely chosen to be to work only with the natural result we to create like alien style faces or something <laughs> right. It's it's like for professional touch but the good thing here it's very simple and everybody can use it and i think these days like photo uh, retouch was uh, much, is, is much closer for everybody. And great thing about this, you can synchronize this adjustment. So once you retouch one face, then you can synchronize it about multiple images and all of them will be retouched like very similar to the professional retoucher. Yeah, I can appreciate that there, that there can be some like issues with the face detection enhancements but uh like if if face, for example, can be like half closed or something like this, but we're gonna improve it with the next updates very soon because all our servers working hard every day to make it as as precise as possible to reduce number of the fail cases to roughly to roughly very close to zero mm-hmm. and uh and this two technologies is very awesome. People can save time, people can achieve great results. And uh, people can rely on it, independent from what kind of thing they shoot, actually.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay, now let's talk about AI Sky Replacement. Tell me about that one, and how is it different from, uh, from what was in Luminar 3?
1: That's completely different, because it's, it's Sky Replacement. It's a unique technology. And actually, Sky Enhancement, it's just to enhance what you have in your image. But sky replacement is a completely different beast. One of, of our major goals that I said is it's not about to replace sky or not to replace sky. It's, it's, it's a matter of quality. And actually, if you want to express yourself as a creative photographer, that should be there should be an easy way to get a like natural looking results. For me, it's that's really essential because I'm I'm like personally travel a lot, I like to take landscapes and cityscapes. And in most cases you have like just one day in one city and like, in sky can be very, very bad and you can do nothing extra, so it's uh, very unpredictable. But you have a great sky that you should like day before in the same place or like, like uh, two weeks ago somewhere else. And there should be way how to create new image and this image should look natural. I I strongly against any kind of fake, fake results which looks like cheesy. No, that's that's the bar was set very high, and we spend the years trying to figure out what we can do here actually. And that's super cool because I'm glad that we have right now. In most cases, you can even you can even like just be wrong what kind of sky is replaced and, and where the sky is replaced and, and where you had a natural results. And this technology is not just about sky replacement. It's it's mostly about how to relight scene, how to make sky and image consistent, how to work with the transparent and semi-transparent objects. It's uh, all about how to decrease number of sliders to just get nice result it's all about how to make great results automatically and i read that like in 90 percent you don't have to adjust nothing you just have to choose sky and enjoy with result that's great because uh we can save so much time for people to playing around this uh ability and then i said before uh it's so powerful so it can convert Daylight photos to nightlight photos. Uh, gloomy day to like shiny days. And that's actually, it's, it's, it's very powerful tool. It's way beyond actually uh, just sky replacement. It's great tool for creative persons to get something that they can even imagine what they can have with this tool. And I think when it will be released, people uh, can express their creativity in a much more easier way.
0: Perfect. So it, just to to try to sum up a little there, it sounds to me like AI Sky Replacement is trying to make simplify things like exposure blending and luminosity masking that photographers do today when they change out of sky because it, it just never looks right unless you are also adjusting the original foreground to match or... Uh, at least coming, like bringing those two things closer together, so that it's a far more realistic result. Is that is that a way a good way to summarize it?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're very close, but it's 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 very smart. Yeah, it works with different kind of objects. It it knows what kind of light actually in seen before and how it should be adjusted to match sky actually. So instead of the technologies, it's not just one neural network. There's a lot of them. And it's it's very complex. I, I I'd like to say this filter is like maybe like ten other technologies in one. Uh-huh. And great thing about this is fast enough, and actually it's all non-destructive. So it's not in most and most of our tools are non-destructive, and I'm really glad about this.
0: Yeah, excellent. And and can you bring? Can you use your own skies? Like can I can I take one foreground? And a different sky that are both my photos and put them together using AI sky replacement.
1: Yes, actually you can do, but there is some guidelines how sky uh, uh, images should be taken to get the real results because AI is trained for uh, to be used with some kind of uh, special images. It's it's nothing special about them, but but image should have a horizon line. Image should have a like uh, right orientation. It shouldn't have any kind of like mountains or wires, and uh, to be confident that you get a realistic result. So AI trained to replace boring skies with uh, images of uh, new skies, align it to horizon, and with some kind of perspective. When you have a you see the horizon, and you see how clouds is going to the to to the distant. Uh, and uh, in this case, you'll get a great result. We'll publish this actually guidelines once we release Luminar 4. And it's super simple to make uh, such a sky textures. And uh, we we got so we included some of the examples uh, in default release so people be able to actually uh, see what kind of result they can have with the default skies and that create similar skies by their with, with their cameras and that's that's super easy
0: excellent okay that makes sense let's talk about AI structure now What what is it that AI structure does
1: oh that's that's super cool filter actually I, I like it very much uh, so basically it's uh, I'm really big fan of the landscape editing and I know actually that's that's uh, if you use some kind of structure or texture or like clarity uh, sliders or filters in a different kind of software, you can have some nice results, but it's completely uh, unpredictable because if there is an image humans or people differ, or for example, if you have a skies, you can have such a, like, you know, very HGR-ish style look. Uh, and uh, with unpleasant results. And uh, if you want to get something which looks very natural, you have to use brush and masks to get the nice results. And I, and I started thinking what can what we can do here because I love very detailed looks, but I hate when it looks very very like unnatural. So we got a lot of different samples before and after how actually professional photographers will will like. When the structure or clarity filters will be applied to their image, and we start and play around with, with the eye to make something what can work actually perfect in a real scenarios. For human eye, it's not like everywhere should be uh, enha- enhanced uh, actually structure because in most sur- in surface you don't like like you don't you don't like very detailed water. You don't like very tailed skin. You don't like very unrealistic skies. You don't like extreme noise in skies. You don't like hellos in skies. So we trained uh, AI and make a new technology which can produce realistic results and uh, like uh, improve image. You don't have to use a brush or masking uh, anymore. You just, with one slider, you can enhance image and or actually uh, goal is to uh, make it high quality and real. So actually, yes, you, you, you can't push boundaries further and create some crazy result. But actually, our goal is to to create some kind of smart tool, very reliable, where every image that you use with this tool will be just better and highly professionally touched, but uh, not over the top. And uh yes, you, you right now you can find any tools in Luminar that can create crazy results, and I'm really glad because we're all about high-quality image processing. We're not about like cheesy-style cheap photo editing. And this CI tool is really amazing, and a lot of professionals are very, very impressed with the results because they can right now use such a kind of technology with a portrait photography with a Night photography and there is no extra noise, no halos, and the details actually extracted only in the areas that they really need.
0: Excellent. Okay, so with AI structure, um, is it like enhanced details? Uh, something where it's it's dealing with like sharpening something in a in a good way, making it so that the detail is is more crisp and clear in the right places not applying it universally throughout the image, but finding where it is we as humans like to see the detail enhanced and then doing that for you. Is that is that fair to say?
1: Uh, it, it basically, it's all about mid-tone contrast. It's about uh, extracting details in underexposed or shadow areas and okay. getting back results in a uh, very bright area. So we want to increase local contrast in different areas with the different strengths, and uh, create natural results. It's not about like micro sharpness or micro details. It's because we have a special filter called Details Enhancer, which is not AI powered yet. But uh, this filter is mostly about high get high quality like uh, you know uh, like magazine style images. You know when you uh, like want to see your image. In this level of quality. For example, you have like if you travel by airplanes, there are sort of there some kind of magazines, and you can see how quality, uh, the high level of quality of, of photos in this magazine. So you can achieve this quality in a very easy way. You don't have to spend hours with the masking and brushing, actually. So that, 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 that's pretty smart
0: uh, technology. Perfect. All right. Is there anything else we should talk about? Uh, any major things in Luminar 4 that we haven't talked about here?
1: Uh, actually, there is a lot of improvements. One of the most significant things is a completely new UI, which can uh, give you much more easier way to achieve nice results and very simple. And uh, we actually, it, it's, it's a new basement for our new AI technologies. We made them, we we decreased number of the filters and uh, merged them into the tools oriented to achieve some kind of goals. And like uh, we, in Luminar 3, we got a lot of filters, small one, related to color. We merged them into uh, different tools, one called Color, and there's a lot of different adjustments for color. And the Color Enhancer is a professional tool for fine tuning, uh, color in your image and this way it's much more easier and faster way to achieve results. Uh more than this we significantly improve performance and uh, actually we move to new AI engine. We call it like Skylum AI engine 2.0 because in Luminar 3 it was Skylum engine uh Skylum AI engine 1.0 and uh beside this there's a lot of different small improvements like including additional uh, tonings or lutes into the soft into the luminar to uh, like to create some kind of cinematic looks or portraitic uh, portrait cool looks we work with professional photographers who actually uh, work in the fashion industry and they know what kind of luts they do they use to achieve this high quality results. And we include them, we improve significantly some of the tools like adjustment gradient and uh, Citra and There's a ton of different small enhancements, but the uh, major drivers for sure is the new AI tools and new filters. And uh, I'd like to say that like in next uh, year, we will gonna release at least two powerful AI tools, uh, for our Illuminar for customers for free because uh, we want to move faster. We want to move faster than market actually. And we won't, we won't just wait for the next update cycle. We want to bring in as fast as possible. And I'm really excited about them. And I'm glad that everybody can use them in, very, in future. And they will be uh, so... Impressive and powerful as current sky replacement. Excellent.
0: Okay, Uh, so uh, as we're recording this, this episode is going to be released in uh, on October seventeenth, twenty nineteen, and you have the new release of Luminar Four just got announced. Can you tell us about when it's coming?
1: Uh, Yeah, it it will be on the eighteenth of November and uh this really the date just was announced and we will go to meet this date for sure <laughs> and i glad that a lot of people will have a lot of fun with this software during their weekends and uh you know i i want to share with you uh our general goal that we want to achieve with the Luminar actually right now. Our goal is not to like give you a technologist. That's that's not true. Our major goal our major core value is to make every photographers or photo artists happy. Once they're happy, we're happy. So want to bring them happiness, and they can be happy with the great result that they can achieve. And once they're happy, we're happy. It means that we achieve. Our goals and uh, every single new AI-powered filter or new creative filter is just the way how we will gonna achieve our goal to make every photo artist happy.
0: Excellent, I love that. That's a great, a great goal. Making the photographers happy as they go to use it, and I, I think the listeners, if you haven't checked out Luminar yet. It is working exactly, I've used Luminar 3, and I can tell you that it works just like we've been talking about here. It, it simplifies some of the things that are you can absolutely accomplish using other tools, but it's a far more manual and intensive process to do that. So it, it's a fantastic thing. It's a really nice tool to have available to you. So that, as you are using Lightroom and doing your normal editing, if you want to take it just a step further, you want to just add a little bit more, and you're not really sure how you would do that in Photoshop. you have some goal with your photo that you want to accomplish then uh, then luminar is a really fabulous tool to just have in your toolbox. Become familiar with it so that you can know you know what you can do in there, and then you know how you can where you can take your photo if if the vision you had for your photo isn't quite happening with the tool you're using now you could have another tool that um that might give you what you need to to get where you that creative vision was headed um luminar 4 coming out in on november 18th so you have about a month for people who are listening as soon as this show gets released uh, you have about a month before it's released. There's a deal going on that Skyloom is offering right now, pre order for Luminar Four. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Uh, excuse me?
0: D- Demon, the, the deal that Skyloom is offering right now, it's pre release, early bird kind of deals that are happening. What what is yes. it that Skyloom's offering?
1: To be honest, uh, it's mostly like marketing guys' thing because I'm an engineer. (laughs) Sure. uh, To be honest. And like uh, Alex, for sure, can tell you about this. But uh, yeah, we have a special offer for early bird guys. But uh, I don't know any details about this. My my job (laughs) is to bring new technologies, (laughs) invent new technologies, and ship them. I love it. that that's exactly what it sh- how it should be the, the the
0: engineering guys are worried about making the product they don't care about what's going on with the sales so okay let, <laughs> let me outline it it it's on skyloom.com i'll put a link in the show notes to it too but you get if you there's two options today two new deals that are out there right now luminar 4 plus um something called the inspirational looks photo styles like some Advanced presets, I guess I'll say. I don't think it's exactly the same as presets, but it's it's uh, it's a way to be able to give you some ideas about what you can do inside of Luminar 4. So that together is pre-order $79.00 which um after no, when, after it's release on November 18th is going to be it's going to be $89 for Luminar 4 and $49 for the inspirational looks add-on. So you save $59 by doing that and and you can get uh both of those for less than what Luminar 4 itself is going to cost in, um after November 18th. And then the other option is Luminar 4 plus the inspirational looks plus immediate access to Luminar 3. So you get kind of uh, three things there in one, and that's uh, ninety nine dollars. So you save one hundred and eight dollars from that today. So, and then um, if you are not yet a current subscriber to Smug Mug, the service for uh, sharing photos and and uh, creating like online portfolios and client proofs, then um, you also get a hundred and eighty dollar one year subscription to smugmug but you have to be you you, you have to be a, a you can't be a current customer of smugmug to get that included. So those those are the things on top of that, we have a special coupon code for listeners of the Master Photography podcast. If you use coupon code master at checkout, you'll get $10 off that price. I don't know for sure if it will combine with the marketing deal that's available for pre-order of Luminar 4. But I do know, uh, especially for Luminar 3, if you just go buy Luminar 3 today, um, then you can use the coupon code and get $10 off. And then you can kind of check it out. Luminar 3 is $69 today. So you can get it for $59. And like I said, add that tool to your toolbox so that you have a few more options available to you that are super easy to use. That's kind of the biggest selling point to me. You can accomplish some really phenomenal Professional quality results with sliders. A really simple, simple interface to make it work, and uh, and it, it's a fabulous tool to have in your toolbox. You may not use it on every single photo, but you it, it's nice to have it when you need it. When you want to, you you have a specific vision for your photo, and you want to add just a little bit more, and you're not sure how. This is one of the things that you could you could use to get there. So it's, it's really exciting. It's something that I really encourage all of you listening to go check out. I've loved using it. Um, I think you're accomplishing your goal, Dima, with making it fun. I, I really love being able to take my photos in there and into Luminar 3 and just seeing what more I can do with them occasionally. It's, it's really fun to be able to go and do that. I, I enjoy the, using the product a lot. Um, thanks so much, Dima, for, for joining me on the episode. I, I really appreciate you spending the time.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to your show actually and I was really excited and thrilled to be able to produce such a quality product with such as awesome tools for uh your listeners and I uh would like to make them confident they will have a lot of fun and with new updates will make it even better and I really love to make people <laughs> happy.
0: Excellent. All right, very good. We want to remind everyone that you can find the show notes and some of those links that I mentioned that we'll, we'll have in there at masterphotographypodcast.com. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, it's a really fun community where there's photographers collaborating with each other, lots of questions being asked and answered all the time. So if you do Facebook, then you can go search for Master Photography Podcast. You do have to answer a question to join the group. You have to tell us the name of a host on the show so that you can get in that helps us keep the bots and the the spammers out of the group they have to yeah we want to know that it's listeners of the show that are in there and there'll be a link to in the show notes so that you you don't have to search and find it and you can just go and ask to join that group there's an instagram account for the show master photography podcast and uh, i'll have links to my site and uh, instagram and twitter and and uh, facebook accounts there. Plus, you can go check out Photo Taco Podcast. It's the other podcast that I do every month. And I just released an episode where we talked about lens filters. We explained kind of what various types of lens filters are and which ones there are that you should absolutely have in your bag available to you as you're shooting, especially landscape or photography. Really, really helpful kinds of tools there for that. But there's some help with portraits too. And uh, and which ones you should skip? That might be the more important point. There's some filters that, uh, that I think you just shouldn't waste your money on. So you can go check that out, phototacopodcast.com. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again in another seven days.